Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 how many people are in fractured marriages right now or divorced because of choices they started to make years ago that could have been halted could have been stopped but praise god don't live in regret joy follows the right decision here's why good decisions are so hard to make the flesh i want i want to feel the instant gratification now so i make the decision now and please the flesh now i'm now i'm depressed where god's decisions say this is hard i'm depressed i don't like it i make the right decision now i have joy delayed gratification versus immediate gratification thank you for joining us here at west side christian fellowship located in leona valley california one hour north of los angeles today on regaining lost ground we hear the third part of this spirit-filled message from pastor shane titled hearing from heaven getting orders from headquarters Romans 8, 13 through 14 tells us, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Does it ever seem that your prayers are not being heard? Ask yourself, are you hungry for more of God? Are you desperate to see your life radically transformed by the saving grace of Jesus? Today, Pastor Shane encourages us to trust in the leading of the Holy Spirit through steadfast prayer and daily humility to the truth of God's living word. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Eidelman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Eidelman. I remember back in the day when I was in real estate, believe it or not. should tell you guys my story sometime. It's funny what God has a sense of humor. But I got a call from Rosemond. In 2010, Marco wasn't too good, was it? So I've got a house in Rosemond. Okay, I'll, I'll come out there. I want, well, I want about five hundred thousand for it. I'm like, oh, mm, um, I don't think that's going to happen. You're not even close. Okay, well, I, I, I think we we can get up there. I'm like, okay, well, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I don't know. This is going to be worth it, right? Because, I mean, back then, short sales, things, you know, 130, 140,000. It was in Rosemond, too. And even out here, I, I, can, I drive by tracks where they're 150,000, now 500. It's just absolutely amazing. Pre- be prepared. I don't know what's going on, but there's a lot of, you know, I wish I could go into detail. Maybe we'll have David Thies give a message sometime on what's going on in the national economy. It's, it's not pretty. It, it, it's just, I don't know what to say, but other than... <laughs> Don't plan on anything. Just be ready. But anyway, I drove out there, and she goes, let me show you the backyard. 
So I walk out there. It's like, oh, maybe, yeah, I think 500,000 might be right. They were up against the runway. And they had two huge, what are those garages to build? 150,000 hangars. Yeah, they had two hangars. Two hangars right on the runway. I'm like, if I had a pilot's license, I'm interested. Can you imagine that? Just getting your plane out of your backyard and go? Location, location, location. Remember that with God. Timing, timing, timing. God plants the seed, but you want the fruit. Maybe that will sink in when you drive home. God plants the seed. Here's what I'm going to do in your life. Here's what here's here's the seed, but we want the fruit. And sometimes it takes years for things to grow. There's some type of I can't remember. I don't want to butcher it, but bamboo in China. I think it doesn't. It's like this high in six years, but then in like six months time, it grows thirty feet. And often God does things like that. So to hear from heaven, it's timing, timing, timing. That's why as you wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength. Wait upon the Lord and renew your strength. So now Revelation chapter 10, verse 5. We're going to go through verses 5-7. through The angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever who created heaven and the things that are in it, and basically goes on just to say this is, this is God. This is powerful. He created everything. And because of that, there should be no delay any longer. But in the days, the sounding of the seventh angel, when he's about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished, and he declared to his servants the prophets. What is a mystery in the Bible? Well, it's not something found on Oprah. It's not this, a mystery in the Bible is something that God has not yet revealed. Or sometimes something we don't understand. The Godhead is described as a mystery by Paul. Do you know what the Godhead is? The Trinity. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. But he reveals himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Theologians call it three persons of the Godhead. Now, persons, we kind of think, mm, trust me, you'll get a headache if you, <laughs> if you try to unpack this too much. It's one of those things, it's a mystery. We know it's true, God is one, but He reveals Himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that's why we don't embrace something called oneness Pentecostalism that says, for example, when Jesus was on the cross, God was on the cross. When Jesus was at the Jordan being baptized, it was like a ventriloquist. The Spirit really didn't descend as upon, upon, like on Him like a dove. And the Father didn't speak from heaven. It just, it, they're, they're just one, Jesus only. But we see throughout Scripture, Elohim, the plurality. God uses the term to describe His nature. And that is described as a mystery, and rightly so, because I haven't yet figured it out. If you have, I'd love to speak to you afterwards. I'll be in the prayer room. Tell me exactly how the Godhead works. And while you're at it, tell me exactly how Christ being fully man and fully God works. That the hypostatic union? I'll pronounce that because I was from construction. There's another term, hypo something, and it's, it's, it's water and pressure. I always get them confused. Prophets are simply servants. 
as he declared to his servants the prophets. And, you know, I don't know where you're at in this whole spectrum of Christianity, um, but sometimes people put prophet on their business card or apostle such and such. Be careful. Be careful. This is not about self-exaltation. And anytime it says prophet such and such, I run the other way. Because the true prophets of God are humble. People will tell you they're prophetic. You don't need to go announcing your calling to everyone. But they are simply servants. Prophets in the Bible, God would call a specific person to be His servant. Were they popular? Prophets are rarely popular. Why? Because God calls them, Isaiah, I called you, Jeremiah, before you were even born, I formed you in your mother's womb, Ezekiel, I'm going to call you, Amos, you're just a shepherd, but I'm going to call you, Obadiah, I'm going to call you, Nahum, I'm going to call you to go preach to Assyria, Jonah, I'm going to call you, you're my servant to what? Go speak my truth to the people. My servant. That's why they were called prophets. A prophet is a servant of God that what do they do? They proclaim what God is saying to the people. God chose, I don't know why he just doesn't take a big lightning, you know, bolt and, and ride it in the sky. Repent. He calls people to preach repentance. And that's why you'll hear sometimes in the church that term, have you heard fivefold ministry? Sometimes people get weird with it. Uh, conservatives don't like the term, and I don't know why it's, it's in the Bible. Fivefold isn't, but Jesus said, I have called some to be prophets. Jesus said it, not me. Don't. I've some, called some to be prophets, some to be apostles, some to be pastor, teachers, and evangelists. And there's different callings, right? You know the Greg Laurie and the Billy and the evangelists, they'll go and they'll evangelize. An apostle is a sent one. They'll go and plant churches. They are sent by God. That's why Paul was, they, they had the apostles. They were sent ones. And the prophets, prophetic voices, you can think of Leonard Ravenhill, David Wilkerson, uh, A.W. Tozer, those, those voices that just aren't, mm, they're not real, I don't like that guy. <laughs> he, man, shut up. They're just, they're, they're stirring me. They're, they're convicting me. That's a servant of God called to convict. They're not going to be the bring up a stool and the nice pastor shepherds heart and, and just loving and nurturing and want to encourage guys and we're just doing, we're just doing so good and just want to bless all of you during this Thanksgiving season. We're just going to reach out and love the community and you guys are doing so, you're just such a, just going to cry. You're just a great job. I love you. I love you. And the voice, does God call those people? Yeah. Thank God for them. But some of us got a little fire, right? We got a little, mm, we got a little rubbing some, ruffling some feathers in us because that's how God designed you. And I told you I had to learn years ago that I'm not going to run and hide from my calling. 
when my mother-in-law introduces me, she said, hey, let me tell you about Shane. You're either going to love him or you're going to hate him. Okay, whatever. Like, oh, there's... Right, it's, it's just that, and I'm, I can't apologize. The truth offends, but my attitude shouldn't. Correct? That's, the, that's what I have to work on until the day I die, just so you know. All of you do too, so don't look at me funny. And so the prophets, he sent his servants, the prophets. Actually, I think it was right before the fall of Jerusalem or during the fall of Jerusalem. You can read Second Chronicles. It says God had compassion on his people. So what did he do? He sent his servants, the prophets, rising them up early and sending them because he had compassion on his people. But they mocked his messengers, they despised his word, and they scoffed at his prophets until the anger of the Lord arose against his own people until there was no remedy. And that is my big concern with America today. They're mocking and they're scoffing at God, but thank God for His remnant. Thank God for His church. And then John eats the little book. Do we have time for John eating the little book? Then the voice which I heard from heaven. See, he heard of... Oh, we do have to keep going because I've got some points I have to share with you. Then the voice which I heard from heaven. See, John is hearing the voice from heaven and he's when you're in right relationship with God, if you're struggling with knowing God's will or hearing His voice, could it be that you're, you're drifting from the shepherd? Because the closer you are to the shepherd, the, the more you hear His voice. So go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel who stands on the sea and on the earth and do what with it? He's going to eat it. God often leads us one step at a time. Remember that. Your, his word is a lamp to your feet, one step at a time, and a light to your path. And the angel said to him, Give me the little book. Oh, so I went to the angel, and he said, Give me the little book. And he said, Take it and eat, and it will make your stomach bitter, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Isn't that interesting? So this little book... Now, there's a lot of speculation on what this means. This little book was sweet as honey, but when it got to his stomach, it was bitter. In Psalms, there's lots of references that God's law is sweeter than honey. So it could be, and I think I agree with some of the commentators, <clears throat> the law of God was sweet. What God is saying is sweet, but the ramifications of His judgment are going to be bitter and hard to swallow. Because that's what we're going to keep reading as we go through Revelation. Does anyone know who Matthew Henry is? He was a commentator, 1700s. John Wesley would travel with just the commentary of Matthew Henry and the Bible. He said, let us seek to be taught by Christ and to obey His orders, daily meditating on His Word that it may nourish our soul, and then declaring it according to our several stations, meaning where you are in life. The sweetness of such contemplations will often be mingled with bitterness while we compare the Scriptures with the state of the world and the church or even with that of our own hearts. So he's basically saying, like the Bible, there's a time for peace, a time for war. And things are, are, are beautiful, but they're also ugly, aren't they? What's that old saying? The best of times... In the worst of times. It could be what he's dealing with here. So he took the little book and he ate it and it was sweet. 
but his stomach became very bitter. And now he said, now you must prophesy against many peoples, nations, tongues, and kings. In other words, now John is going to prophesy as we keep reading through Revelation, different, different people, different nations. And that's why I can't, I, I can't gravitate towards the belief that a lot of this has already ended in Revelation. There's, there's still some things that seem on the horizon, obviously, what is coming up. Matthew Henry again. Most men feel pleasure in looking into future events. And all good men like to receive a word from God. But when this book of prophecy was thoroughly digested by the apostle, the contents would be bitter. There were things so awful and terrible, such grievous persecution of the people of God, such desolation, that the foresight and foreknowledge of them would be painful to his mind. So here are the things I wanted to share. I might wait until I speak again because I don't want to run through these, but I think they're so important. They're going to help a couple people today. Maybe I'll go back to them. But if you want to hear from heaven, here's a couple keys I'm going to leave you with. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So you are a product of who or what you listen to. So if you're not, think about this. God actually inspired the Bible Holy men of God were, were moved by the Holy Spirit to write the actual breathed words of God, and we don't have time to read it. That's the best way you're going to hear from heaven. Scriptures will come alive, principles will leap out, and you'll be guided by the Word of God. So you can hear from heaven today. You can go home, open the Word, and hear from heaven and that faith will rise up. Anybody having a hard time with their faith right now? You look at the news, it's like faith is faltering. People are walking away. I, I don't know what to do. My faith is getting weak. I'm, I'm, I'm drifting from God. If you go back to the Word of God, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So the more you read the Word of God, the more you get encouraged. And the reason is there's three primary influencers working to influence us. Number one, the flesh and its lust. Did you know the flesh lusts? What the flesh does, here's why it's hard to hear from heaven. We want to wait on God. We want to hear from heaven. The flesh seeks immediate gratification. Feed me, feed me, feed me so I can destroy you. <laughs> Not really, but kind of. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if you just gave the flesh full control? How many of you would be back in rehab if you gave the flesh full control? Six feet under is right too. But think about that. It would destroy us. So there is a restraint on it. But the influence is still there. So every waking hour, that flesh is influencing us. And it's hard to hear from heaven if we're listening to that voice and feeding that voice. And then of course, the devil. How does the devil influence us? Well, the Bible talks about him firing the darts. The firing the dart. So what he does, I believe, and we can look at you know to a teaching on this sometime, is the flesh is pulling us a certain way. He will fuel and he will feed that direction. Right? The flesh wants to get, or the, just just um, you know bitter, right, or angry, and then here comes the fiery darts. Oh, you shouldn't put up with that. Did they did they not say hi to you, Dave, today? Look how they treated you. 
Look what they say. I bet, I bet. You ever hear that? Like you come up with this whole scenario. You don't even know if it's true. Who comes up with that whole scenario? Who plants that thought in your mind? Right? I bet Phil and Carrie are mad at me. I haven't seen them in a while. They're not. I haven't texted them in a while. I bet they're, I bet, oh, fertile soil. Isn't it? That's how the devil works. The fiery darts. Discouragement. And he'll keep, he'll keep that going and fueling the flesh. But then thank God for the third influence. God leads and convicts us. Joy follows the right decision. Another way to hear from heaven, small daily choices are the key. Small daily choices are, aren't correct? Because saying making the right choice... Remember, it's, it's often not the big things. Like, there's no way I'm going to fall down to the ground right now. But it's not too hard to do this. Right? One step at a time. One compromise at a time. One wrong choice at a time. This isn't too bad, right? And then, bam! How did I get here? How did I get here? That's why the Bible talks about nipping it in the bud. Not the exact phrase, but removing sin. When sin fully grown brings forth death, abort the sin at the first incidence. Confess it. Bring it to others. Bring it to the light. You stop, and then you get, or the right, the right choices. How many of you, how many of us, I talk to men a lot of times too, you know, you go, you, you time to, you know, you're going online, and you know you probably shouldn't be going online, and then that choice leads to a different choice. See, it's one step at a time. How many people are in fractured marriages right now or divorced because of choices they started to make years ago that could have been halted, could have been stopped? But praise God, don't live in regret. That's why I put this at the end. Joy follows. Joy follows. Maybe I didn't put that. That's in my notes. There we go. Kim was ahead of me. Good job. Joy follows the right decision. Joy follows the right decision. Here's why good decisions are so hard to make. The flesh, I want, I want to feel the instant gratification now, so I make the decision now and please the flesh. Now I'm, now I'm depressed. Where God's decisions say, this is hard. I'm depressed. I don't like it. I make the right decision. Now I have joy. Delayed gratification versus immediate gratification. Immediate gratification, it feels good now, and then I have depression. Or, man, this is hard, I'm struggling, but I'm going to make the right choice, and then joy follows. That's how God's Word works. Now we can go to the next one. Here's, here's what I wanted to, to point on here. Change your course immediately for clarification. So if you're in disobedience, you're confused, you know you're not on the right path, thank God He doesn't make you follow a 20-stage checklist It takes a couple months. All right, all right. By February, if you do this, go to church every every Sunday and Wednesday, and you have to come to morning worship at 6 a.m. for the next six months, then you'll get back in my will. No, he says now. Change course now. Change course now. Prodigal son lost everything. He's eating with the pigs. I love what the Bible says. And when he came to himself choice that quick 
Some of you need to come to yourself this morning. Some listening to this need to come to themselves. Run back to the Father. Stop eating with the pigs. Make a decision. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born us to town as this. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. Such a time. You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Porters of Porters of... Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.